Wow, today is day 81 of walking through Sarah Young's Jesus Always Devotion. It's April 1st. And the Lord says, I delight in brightening. Let's see what he's talking about. I delight in brightening your perspective. That's why I ventured into your world. Knowing full well the terrible price I would pay. I came to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from their prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. When you find yourselves imprisoned by ingratitude, ask me to open your eyes and release you from the dark place. Ask me to open your eyes and release you from the dark place. You live in an age of entitlement, so you need to counteract the messages proclaiming that you deserve more. One way is to jot down some things you're thankful for each day. This changes your focus from things you wish you had to blessings you already have. Saturating your mind with scripture can help you see from my infinitely wise perspective. My word is sharper than any double-edged sword. I use it to perform spiritual surgery on the thoughts and attitudes of your heart. As scripture lights up your point of view, I set you free from the dungeon of ingratitude, releasing you to enjoy the pleasures of a thankful heart. The Lord says when we saturate ourselves with the divine, it helps us know his perspective. Jesus, the word to perform surgery on us. Relieving us of our own perspectives and way of thinking. This is about to get really good. Okay, so let's continue. Our scripture reference today is Isaiah 42 7, Psalms 119 105, Hebrews 4 12. There's no suggestion for which Bible you read from on this word today. There usually is. So enjoy yourself in whichever version. However, I always read from the Message Bible. So that is what I have in my care. And um, sometimes the Message Bible combines certain scriptures and sometimes it leaves them alone. Majority of the time it combines them. And so instead of just reading um, Isaiah 42 and 7, I'll be reading Isaiah 42, 5 through 8 because 7 is in there. 
God's message, the God who created the cosmos, stretched out the skies, laid out the earth and all that grows from it, who breathed life into earth's people, mixed them alive with his own life. I am God. I've called you to live right and well. I've taken responsibility for you, kept you safe. I've set you among my people to bind them to me and provided you as a lighthouse to the nations to start to make a start at bringing people into the open light into the open into light opening blind eyes releasing prisoners from dungeons emptying the dark prisons i am god that's my name i don't franchise my glory don't endorse the no god idols take note the earlier predictions of judgment have been fulfilled i'm announcing the new salvation work before it burst on the scene i'm telling you about it mm. thank you jesus lead me holy spirit so the lord says not only do I put my life into you, I'm making you a lighthouse so that others can see it and come towards me because of your light. Because the light that shines within you is of me. Thank you, Jesus. And my perspective of you is... The more you saturate yourself into me, the more you become my point of view. The more you understand my point of view. The more you live my point of view. Your perspective will not be on what is your gain, but more so what is my gain and how it can make me happier. So... Thank you, Jesus, for that word. Let's move on to Psalms So it says, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I've committed myself and I'll never turn back. From living your righteous order. Wow. Wow. By your words. I can see where I'm going. David said, Lord, by your words, within your perspective, within your word, within your truth, within the way you have guided me, I can see where I'm going. Because I delight in you, I can see. See where I'm going. 
leaning to the left or to the right on what you're going to do in my life, but I'm looking tunnel vision towards you, Father. I'm seeing it through your lens. I'm I'm literally gouging out my own eyes and replacing them with yours. And I know that's graphic, but let's go there. Because that's what we have to do spiritually. Gouge out our own eyes. Put them to the side. And place the Lord's eyes within ours. Eye sockets. Tear away what we thought we knew. Into what is truth. He said, without you, I was walking a dark path, but with you, I'm walking within light. And I'm committing myself to that. And I'm never looking back. I'm going to repent and not do it again. Whatever I was doing, whatever you are doing, repent and commit yourself to the Lord and never turn back from living a righteous order. So now we're going to move on to Hebrews 4 and 12. Jesus. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful words are sharp as a surgeon's scaffold, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. If God says something for your life, if he has proclaimed something through one of his servants, here on earth, or he has proclaimed something to you in the spirit, and you know it is God, stand on it. No matter who believes, stand on it. For God does not operate like man. Man looks at the scriptures and sees their opinions. God looks at the scripture and sees his life, sees his existence, sees what he is doing. And it's funny that we're on this right now. Because there are some people. Who will see something happening. And see a certain scripture. And lean on it. But they don't look further down. Or thoroughly more into the word. To understand what God is doing. They're so easy to point out what you how you're not living righteously or how you're not doing something. It's almost like the plank. Why do you look at the plank in your brother's, the speck in your brother's eyes 
Yet you have a plank coming out of yours. You have a perspective that does not lean on the Lord. Okay, let's take for instance, I'm just going to find any kind of scripture just to lean on it, okay? I'm going to find a scripture. Okay, so let's let's just read this one. Um And this is Ephesians 6 if you need to know. Ephesians 6 11 through That's My god, these these letters are like So I think that's 10 You can find it around Either, I think it's 10. Forgive me, these scriptures are light. And that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of best material. And put them to use as you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. Now, let me lean on to my own understanding. For an example, this is not what I think about this scripture. Well-made weapons of your best material. Oh, God's saying go make weapons. Go defeat people. Go go um go harm others. God is saying, Oh, yeah, you know, I I can go buy that gun. It's good. He's gonna give me an opportunity, you know, to shoot somebody whenever I want to, because he, you know, he told me to go get that weapon. Or Not just get that weapon. Maybe I need to arm other people because, you know, this race war is coming. So let me lean on to my own understanding. Because I read one part of the scripture. I made an assumption that that's what the Lord was talking about. When in detail, what he was speaking about was spiritual weapons. The only thing. That can help you. In this reading right here that I just done. Is a spiritual weapon. To defeat you. you mm, to defeat. The enemy. And the spiritual world. That he reigns in. For a temporary time. So if we lead on to our own understanding. With one scripture. We won't grow. We'll constantly stay on milk thinking that we're on solid food. So I just wanted you guys to understand that it's so easy to lean on scripture when you're not asking the Holy Spirit to lead you. Not just saying, oh, Holy Spirit, lead me. No. Go touch the scripture and say, Father, this is your word. And I am your child. Make it come alive for me like never before. Let me see the things that man can't see. Your secrets, your mysteries. Let me not evaluate the word 
on man's terms, but on your terms. Because there are certain things that you're saying that you have not revealed to man's eyes. This Bible cannot be read as a matter of fact type of scripture. It has to be read through the Holy Spirit in order to understand what the Lord is truly saying. That is why many have been led in marriages and different things to make the wrong decisions. Because someone reading the Bible from their own perspective and not the spiritual perspective. Oh, I looked it through the Spirit. I mean, I saw it through the Spirit. God showed me. Did He really? Did He really show you? Or were you just leaning on to what you were just reading and not asking Him to open up the Scripture? To your mind, your heart, and your spirit. Let us not lean on to our own understanding. But in all our ways, acknowledge the Holy Spirit who is our counselor. And leads us and guides us. And encourages through the scriptures. I had that happen to me recently. And I'm sure some of you have had that happen. But don't get weary. Knowing God is delighting in us brightening our perspective within Him. And gouging out our eyes and putting in His lenses of truth. Let's define the word. Even further. The words we will be defining today is perspective, brightening, ventured, i see if I can find double edge, that's very important. Um, the other word is yes. I believe that is it. Let me check on one of these other words real quick. I believe that's it. Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And franchise. Let's get started. Okay, so to brighten something is to give it more light. Right? So brightening to give it more light. And then we look at perspective and it says a particular attitude or way of regard regarding something, a point of view. 
So let's go there. God says he wants to bring more light to your point of view, to your particular attitude towards regarding something, someone's. Wow. Praise God. Okay, so we got those two down. Now let's look for another word. Ventured. Ventured. To venture is to dare to do something or go somewhere that may be dangerous or unpleasant. So God says, that is why I have dared to come to earth. No matter how dangerous or unpleasant it is, in everyone else's eyesight, I'm bringing light through your thinking and point of view. Wow, thank you, Jesus. And knowing something, the knowing of something, knowing. Is showing or suggesting that one has knowledge or awareness that is secret or known to only a few people. So he says, while I've entered into the world, knowing he knows the secret of this world. He knows the mysteries of this world. And he knew that the secret, <clears throat> he says, that's why I've entered into this world, knowing, showing or suggesting that one has knowledge or awareness of that is secret or known to few for the terrible price he would have to pay to clean our act up yet he came to open the eyes of the blind and to free the captives even those that aren't even behind prison doors but are captives in their own minds and spirits due to their own traditions and thinking on their point of views. Okay. I've heard someone always say, this is just who I am. This is how I was brought up. This is what this state does. This is what that country does. This is just me. Deal with it. No. Your perspective has to be more of the light of God than it is of yourself. Okay, so knowing is a perspective is good. Lighthouse is next lighthouse and we're actually going to go to the scripture on this one what makes us a lighthouse 
Mm. A lighthouse is a tower or structure containing a beacon light to warn or guide ships at sea. God is our mother lighthouse, if you will. Supreme lighthouse. He's guiding us with his beacon of light. And the Holy Spirit is warning us and guiding us that enemies, the circumstances, that things are either changing or something's coming forward. He's guiding us. It's not always bad, but he's guiding us. He's the lighthouse. And then he makes us a lighthouse for others. That through his perspective, through his point of view, we can lead others to him and to the light of who he is, the truth. Okay, and then double edge. Let's see if we can find that. That is not the last word. So a double-edged sword is something that has or can have both favorable and unfavorable consequences. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So, thank you, Jesus. The freedom of expression and opinion can be a double-edged sword. Um... I'm going to look further down. I mean, look elsewhere. So the word cuts both ways is what he, so he said his word cuts both ways. It can hurt both the person and the attacker if not used right. That is why sometimes when people come to you and they say they have a word from God, but it's actually a word from their flesh, they can hurt you and you as the attackee and hurt themselves as the attacker and what the word does it can either heal or hurt right the way we use it the word is there to supply to heal and perfect and make right and put into order but some people use the word to hurt so when you say something is double-edged, it can affect both parties. Wow. Speak, Holy Spirit. It can affect both parties. 
so when someone says something that is a word but it's maligning the word at the same time it can hurt it can hurt both parties when someone says one part of the word and they don't research the scriptures further in it can hurt both parties because one person's perspective can hurt the other person's perspective if our perspectives are not the point of view of the lord's we can damage the kingdom. Okay, the last word is franchise. Franchise. God said in his word, he's not franchising his glory. What did he mean by that? For something to be franchised is an authorization granted by a government or company to an individual or group enabling them to carry out specific commercial activities providing, um, let's look something else. <laughs> Jesus. So here it is, an authorization given by someone to own something. God doesn't want us to franchise his glory. He has not given us the right to his glory. He's given us the right to work within the means of his light. So that he can get the glory, not we can get the glory. So the glory is not going to go to you. The glory is going to go to God. We praise people, yes, but we glorify God. Wow. Praise God. Now that is the words defined for today. And boy, did they get defined. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for lead us, leading us in your truth. Amen. Wow. What a beautiful word today. What an awesome, enlightening word today. Here is the moment where whoever he's touched comes forward in spirit and says to him, Have your way, God. Renew me, restore me, redeem me to you. Let's go. Good morning, precious Lord. It's your servant. It's your daughter. It's your son. And I want to know you like never before. I want to experience you 
like I have done nothing else. Father God, I know who you are. I know who I am. I'm a sinner that has heard this word this morning, that has touched my heart, that has divided my spirit and wanted me to acknowledge that on one hand I'm a sinner on the other hand I want to be more like you how do I make these two come together except for one disappears God brighten my perspective and how I see things and how I move and how I encourage others and how I spend time with you how I lean on you, how I understand you. Father God, guide me. Be the beacon of light in my life. I've gotten this far. And I can't go any further without you. Because I need you to be the beacon, the light. That shines within and that shines on me at the same time. You are the risen Christ. You gave your life for me so that I, I could believe in you. I could worship you. I could praise you. But there's none like you. For you defeated death. And your wolves. And you are yet soon to come back to receive your sons and daughters. Father, be my Lord and Savior. I may not understand everything about you right now, but send your Holy Spirit to guide me, teach me, direct me, counsel me in the midst of my storms, my winds and what's. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, for allowing me to hear your word, for allowing me to hear your truth, and how you truly love me. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, I say, go in peace.